Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone because individually we're great, but together we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian software. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, yeah, what you want? Beak or jaws, feathers or fur, sharp teeth or feet with claws, whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves, then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owl are. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows, have the crowd witnessing a murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All your hair's a half a puff and a Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his songs About two grown men dressed up as a bird and a dog Welcome to the Wolf and Owl podcast once again, episode 7 uh, I am the Owl, Ramesh Ranganathan Joined by uh, the Wolf, Tom Davis, hello mate Yeah, yeah, do you think there'll ever come a time when Like we've done so many of these And you'll forget what number we're at Oh, that yeah, that will happen. Yeah, yeah. I imagine once we get to sort of the final few episodes, like twelve, thirteen, <laughs> I, we should start. We just won't bother with the numbers anymore. Um, do, do you know what? Do you know what has happened though? Because I, I was looking at the emails earlier, and um, one of the things I think you and I talked about why it's called the Wolf and Out in one of the unre- uh, one of the lost tapes. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. Because I've had we've had quite a few emails about why the hell we call the Wolf and Out. There is no real reason, is there? I mean, you just came up with the name. I don't think there's a real No, there's nothing deep and meaningful it. behind it. But a lot of people have said it's really apt. To me, I, a lot of there's been a lot of buzz about like And, they, what, and what, did, what did you say? What does that mean? No, I'm like I get it. Yeah. Why do you think it's apt? Why do you, why did they say it's apt? Well, cuz I'm quite wolfish, like the wolf, the prowl, prowler, the, the the sort of cool, calm, collected wolf. And you're like the bookish owl. So it's like the two it kind of works in that sense. It's like the perfect name for me. I'll be honest with you. I don't. I'll be honest with you. I I think owl is good for me. Now yeah. that we're talking about it, I think owl is good for me. I don't know about wolf for you. If I'm being absolutely honest. Whoa! I, Mate, I, that I, is, I, I, with these names, that is a big thing to say to one of your best friends and the person. Essentially, these oh, names. No, are no, like, no, Tom, 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 Tom. They're Tom, like wedding don't, rings. Don't, Tom, these are like wedding rings. 
these Tom, names. Don't, don't make it out like that's the biggest insult you've ever had. What you can do, get off, get off this podcast and go talk to Catherine. You're not going to fucking believe what Rom said. He, he said he thinks Wolf might not be completely appropriate as a nickname for me. What would you have said would have been better than what I think I'm like a wolf? I, all right, fair enough. I know what you mean. I probably could have been lion. Wolf or lion? No, abs- no, no. That's not, no, that's not what I'm thinking. What would you have gone with? I, I don't, it's difficult now because whatever I go with, you're going to sort of, you're going to sort of get upset by. No, I won't. I, I swear on my life. I swear down, brother, right? You say what you, you say what, whatever it is you think. Not that we're going to change the name of the, the podcast because we, well, we haven't, I've been lying if I said we've spent a lot of money on publicity because we've spent nothing. It's just a fluke that people have even found it. But, um, but, but what would you have said would have been more apt? I would have said something like a, like a polar bear. A polar bear? That's too niche for it. You couldn't call this the polar bear and the owl. No, I know. I'm not, no, I'm not saying, in terms of a, a podcast name, I absolutely agree with you. <laughs> well, uh, well, two things. I'm not suggesting that we call it the polar bear and the owl. But also, equally, your, asser, your, your assertion that polar bear is too niche. I, I, I don't think it reads properly. I don't think it's too niche. I don't think anybody's going to go, it's weird. It's called the polar bear and the owl, but I don't really know what a polar bear is. People know what a polar bear is. It's quite a mainstream animal, I would right. say. If we were called the po- if if we not that we're going to change the name of it because again branding is important to me, um, if it was called if we got down the polar bear avenue, it'd have been pretty cool being called the polar bear and the snow weasel. Okay, so that, so what you've done now <laughs> must be right, snow- is you've made <laughs> is up it a, not a snow weasel or a snow otter. What you've done. A snow otter. Snow otter. I don't think, I don't, I don't know because otters are like I'm looking this up now. Snow weasel <laughs> sounds like it should be. It should I think be there is a snow weasel. I swear I've seen an Eskimo talking about that on a documentary. You've seen it. First of all, you should be referring to him as Inuits. Right. Okay. Secondly, oh my God, mate, there's fucking, there is a snow weasel. <laughs> oh, mate. Oh. I'll tell you what, that, the, the polar bear and the snow weasel would have been a, another good name. It'd it would have been it's too. It's too sort of. Sort of climate based, I suppose, isn't it? In a way, yes. And, we, and then we'd have to start going into environmental issues. By the way, on, episode. on the on the basis of like like we did just pick the name out of the hat with the wolf and owl. When you Google wolf and owl pictures, there's so oh, many. Mate, it, it really does hammer home the idea that this the name of this podcast is nowhere near as original as we initially thought. Yeah, I mean the, the fact that there are mil- there are millions of images of a wolf and also owl. Also, that we paid for images. Like someone to make our own image. Big shout out to Tony Cartwright uh, yeah. for doing that. But also, do you know a woman contacted me this week about doing like a wolf and owl jumper? What do you mean? Like a picture of a wolf and owl together. Like okay. you know, do you, I don't want to. I don't want to cast aspersions on this woman or or anybody that wears any kind of clothes. But I've seen people wearing jumpers with wolves on them, <laughs> and <laughs> quite a few. I've never, never, quite never have I thought. Were, we're rolling around the capital this week. I have never seen one of them and thought that's the type of person I want to hang out with. So I, I did say to her, just look, knock up a design and sort of send them over, and we'll, I'll see, yeah, see what course you did. think. Of course, you did. Yeah, if it's look, look, if we're after merch. Um, so yeah, if anybody's after some after knocking us up some merch, we're well open to it. Um, the, while we're talking about the name of the podcast, I do want to deal with another little bit of admin, um, which is to do with the theme tune. A lot of people have said you've never said who 
who's responsible for the theme tune. So I just want to clear this up. So there's a producer, a DJ actually called Revert, who uh, I met years ago. And I approached him to do the beat for this, uh, for, for the podcast. He came up with it. And then uh, the rapper Michael Payne was kind enough to, uh, to bless us with the bars. Yeah. And so uh, it's, a, it's a one-time collaboration between those two. I don't think they've worked together before. Uh, so they were kind enough to hook us up. And it is probably, I think it's fair to say it's the most professional. No, sorry, the image. That's being, that's being disparaging about the image. I'd say the image and the song are, are the most yeah. professional aspects of the podcast, aren't they? The rest of it is just two blokes running down a high street with their trousers around their ankles, hoping that things turn out okay, really. Yeah, and but and listen, if things carry on this way, give us two months, that will be us, literally. <laughs> now, uh, I've got a couple of things, a couple of emails, because last week uh, we were talking about, amongst other things, we were talking about the Alien episode. Yeah. And we talked about the fact that we hadn't had any feedback about the Alien episode. And obviously, as a result of doing that, we got loads of feedback about it. And also, it's the other thing of like people, it's one of those things where, do you know when, um, when you say to somebody in conversation, I, I'm, I'm not very attractive? Yeah. Well, you just say it as a throwaway thing because neither of us think we're very attractive. And then the other person goes, oh, no, you shouldn't say that. You're really good looking. You're really attractive. Honestly, one of my mates, we were having a chat and we were actually saying you're quite hot. You know, you know one of them. The worst one is when they say you're really, really attractive in your own way. Oh, unconventional. <laughs> I, I, I've been told I'm unconventionally attractive. Oh, mate, yeah. So I've got, I say no, so I've many had... times. It's about three. I've had all of, them, people all of them were Lisa. <laughs> message me going, oh my God, this is so weird, but my, my friend has a crush on you. You're like... Oh yeah, yeah. Can I, can I, can I just say that's... something? When, when you tweet or message saying, is it mad or is it weird or is it, am I the only one? Okay. It's fucking insulting. It doesn't matter and what also, you say after that. Let me tell you, let me tell you, it is fucking insane. There's not a day that goes by that I don't look at my wife and think, what the fuck, like, question the choice that she's fucking made. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's, really, it's really weird to feel so unattractive that the fact that your wife is with you takes a gloss off her a little bit <laughs> as a person. <laughs> so, anyway, we, we've had some... I'm just, I've just taken three, okay, to give you a bit of a... To get a little cross section, right? Because there were right. loads of them. So the first one from Xavier Redqua. Uh, he says, "Hey guys." Oh, cool, he says, "Hey guys, just wanted to say I'm loving the podcast. The Aliens episode was great. Don't take it down." That was the first one. Anyway. Uh, the next one, I think, slightly more honest. Uh, Kevin Brown. He says, "Hello. Uh, it was okay and a nice surprise, but I can see why you dropped the theme format." So, in all fairness, Kevin is speak, speaking the truth there. Can't I can't knock Kevin for that. Um, and then Bevan Jones has said, uh, "Dear Tom and Rom, brackets, yeah, it does spell check to Tom." So that's just a little bit of validation for my the per point I made last week. Um, yeah. I enjoyed I enjoyed the Aliens episode, but I can only attribute the lack of feedback down to it being Christmas. However. I think because it caught people off guard, it felt like that uncle you don't talk about, not because he's a pedo, but because he's weird and harmless, has a very specific niche interest and invites himself around once a year, but annoys your mum and dad by not helping to clear up after dinner. Very, very, very specific. Well, that's a very, that's a <laughs> very, very specific to compare an episode <laughs> of a podcast to. Such a strange way of like, 
Yeah, I, I think I that that. Do you know what that that? By the way, thank you, Bevan, for that. That suggests to me. I'm, I'm, I don't want to sort of, I don't want to sort of insult you or anything. But that suggests to me that you may have drafted that email a couple of times, sat back, chuckled to yourself, sort of punched it up a little bit. Maybe maybe sent it to a mate, see if he could add any gags, and then submit it. Pretty good. Xavier seems like he, like he's just literally just typed it out and just gone. Yeah, I'm just going to validate them a little bit and just be quite sweet. Yeah. It, yeah, th- these two, thing. these two, these two guys, whose podcast I listen to, need some self-esteem help. I mean, that's so tragic, isn't it? How pathetic uh, are we as well that we actually oh, we're, like we know we are pathetic on the basis that we ask for this validation. Oh, it's so, so it's could, so it's just, just last week. I don't think about us last week. Just oh, we put out the aliens episode and nobody, we got no feedback. I don't know why we bother. We actually didn't bother. It was a fucking <laughs> old recording that we just stuck out. Actually, the producer James, who I've, who's brilliant by the way and, and amazing, who, who who basically said, yeah, let's just do this. On the and then we had to. How pathetic! How that's like literally <laughs> sort of like dragging yourself around a football pitch for ninety minutes, and then sort of while someone else has scored a hat trick, someone else has scored four goals, and you fucking like towed away a corner, and you're still going, oh, what about the corner I towed away? No one seems to be speaking about that. So pathetic. Do you know actually that's it one was... of the lowest points of my life that that. Actually, now that's even worse because this becomes like even more pathetic that we're feeling pathetic. Yeah, because what will happen now is what will happen now is we'll get a load of emails going. I didn't think it was pathetic. Don't be so hard on yourselves. Just and then you we'll know be fucking what? talking we, about that next the week. The two of us need a fucking good talking to. So if you do email, enjoy the show today by all means. But if you do, just email and go. Look, I think it was a bit pathetic. We yeah. won't okay. Let, 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 let's just be absolute. We apologise for what happened last week. Let's be absolutely honest. We couldn't be asked to record a new episode, so we just put out some piece of shit from the archives. And yeah. then, when we didn't get the requisite amount of feedback that our pathetic egos felt was necessary, we then complained about it on the following episode. So actually, the, we, we are actually wolf and owl shit, is what we are. I'm poly- I'm, I'm, and, and on behalf of Tom Davis and myself, I'm very sorry. It's, it's absolutely shameful, our yeah. behaviour. Yeah. Anyway, Tom, uh, what have you been up to, brother? Um, my G, I've just knocked the top off. I'm just, I'm just sitting there. Episode one of Married at First Sight Australia, which is, I think, one of the most sublime bits of television ever created. The last series was up there with the best so, TV I've ever seen. So, so how does Married at First Sight work? What is it? So it's like ten couples, yeah, uh, and basically, uh, you get to the altar and you've never met the person you're going to you've ever you've married you've, you're going to marry right, that, right. i've actually made that sound a lot more cool because the name itself speaks for, for, for what yeah. happens you go down the aisle the guy turns around sees the, the bride or of a groom they meet for the first time they get married and then we watch their journey for the next like eight to ten weeks um and incredible. do they do they have is there any kind of selection process before that happens? there's like um like scientists like a, a rigorous amount of science scientists who a go rigorous amount a of scientists yeah oh actually yeah that's not the word rigorous rigorously go these scientists are very the scientists so that the, the the number of scientists isn't rigorous but the scientists no, are the sci- they themselves a very are rigorous, rigorous amount of they're very rigorous in there they're like a very intense they're, they're they're the top scientists in australia basically who get together and work out does this chemistry work? Are these people going to work? Will this love work? And and um, and uh, where, how does this rate in terms of TV experiences? It's up there, man. It's up there. It's not as good as The Sopranos, 
but there's at times I've been on the edge I of mean, my very... I fuck mean, fucking, fucking hell. Why, why can't you... you got to qualify shit, bro. Like, I know you're really enjoying it, but this is... Listen, this is one of the things with you, is you get very caught up with whatever you're into at the moment, right? You, you've got to fucking at least give some sort of concession to genre, right? I'm sure it's a great show. You cannot. You absolutely... It's not quite as good as Sopranos. Well, okay. Reality TV-wise, it's up there with the best reality TV ever okay. made. Fine, fine. It's, it's up there with the best reality TV ever made. But you're not. What's saying your it's favorite be- ever reality? You're not TV saying it's show. better than Breaking Bad. No, no, no. But mate, at times you're sitting there and you are gasping, mate. You're gasping. You're absolutely like, oh my Why? god. Why? What happens? Fights. People say things. Breakups. Get back togethers. Affairs. It's really, mate. It. At times, you were literally, you're in a whirlwind, mate. Sometimes you're like, I've had to press, press pause on my TV and go walk outside and go, what has just happened? Okay. <laughs> is that an exaggeration? Or it's, is that... Yeah, it's probably 70% of it. Like, I've exaggerated the last 30. So how, hold on, how much, how much of it is true? Have I've you pressed pause, pause, yeah, got up and gone, I can't deal with this emotionally right now. I need to walk. I mean, walk. what, 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 what? What? How does Catherine... Did, she? How does she respond to you doing that? She says, "I don't know why you get so invested in this show." Yeah, she she and she says, "Honestly, I swear to God, if you say this is better than The Sopranos again, no, she, it was quite a lot of trepidation to whether we watch this one again, watch it because I got so involved in the last one. Right, I was nearly in tears at one point when my favorite couple looked like they weren't going to make it. That can't be true. I genuinely got really upset. It was during lockdown. Maybe it was a yeah. lockdown. I don't know. And I wasn't having much interaction with any other human being. So these people became my friends. Do you want to know? That, right. I don't know why I'm saying this. This is... Go on. So there was a couple in the last series called Tev and Sarah. Right? Okay. And uh, as soon as the series finished, I looked into like who had made it as a couple. And I genuinely... Tev and Sarah were my favourites. So, so you Googled it afterwards? Yeah. I, yeah. If this gets worse, right? <laughs> God. And uh I noticed that they didn't they didn't make it. And right. uh so I went on to all the different like uh like social media channels. Please, to... please tell me that uh, please tell me that you didn't contact them. I contacted Tev and just said, uh Oh bro, oh, sorry God. to see. On, 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 on what on a, what for what 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 social media did you find? On me? Instagram. I, I slid into his DMs. <laughs> And I said, sorry to, sorry to see that you didn't make it, man, with Sarah. I was generally hoping that, yeah. Mm. Um, and then I sort of had to validate who I was. So I was like, oh, come here. <laughs> you didn't say, you didn't fucking give your CV, well, did you? No, I did just... You send him a, did you send him a link to Murder and Successful? <laughs> no, he wouldn't get that in Australia. <laughs> so I, you no, thought about it, that least. No, I, I sent him a message, right? Yeah. And then I was, I sat back and I just thought about it and thought, oh, Maybe it's a bit weird that I've sent this guy a message just saying, I'd like, you know, sorry to hear that you haven't made it. I hope things are okay. And, you know, mm. you and the kids are well. 
Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between, offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Whether you're making a delicious family meal or a post-workout snack, choose the farm-fresh taste of Eggland's best eggs. Only Eggland's best hens are fed their proprietary all-vegetarian feed. That's what makes their eggs more nutritious. With 10 times more vitamin E, 25% less saturated fat, and 6 times more vitamin D compared to ordinary eggs. Eggland's best. Better taste, better nutrition, better eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Sound the gifting panic alarm. You need to get an amazing gift. Wait, no, the perfect gift. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click gift mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner or a birthday present for the pickleballer, Gift Mode has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. (laughs) Uh, And then, uh... From there, I sent him another message just saying, oh, I'm from the UK. I'm a comedian and an actor over here. So, Oh, my God. I work in the industry. Why? Because <laughs> He doesn't work in the industry. He doesn't work in the industry, Tom. Well, no, he does, does a lot of, like, media appearances, and he turns up at Yeah, places. off the back of doing Married at First Sight. It doesn't mean you're in the same industry. I just felt like I wanted to get in touch with him and just, yeah. And then I just weirdly thought that then he'd go, oh, this isn't that weird that now, you know. What did he say? He, he, I saw that he saw them, but he never got back to me. Oh, my God. Of course he didn't. He's probably... You know when they do those shows, they're trained to avoid, like, weirdos. Yeah, but then... Uh, it, you know what? The worst thing of it is I sat there, and then I was like... Every time my phone beeps after that, I was just hoping it was him. That he'd get back and go, oh, Hi, mate. Um, thanks for all your support. I'm glad you enjoyed the show. Um, you know, if you're ever out in Australia, let's grab a beer or something. Okay. If if he said that, yeah, and you went to Australia, let's let's hope beyond hope that you wouldn't book a trip specifically. <laughs> let's just assume that you happen to be going to Australia for some filming or something. You wouldn't arrange to meet up with him, would you? Yeah, of course I would. If he messaged me, you don't know this guy. Yeah, but I've seen, I've spent so long with him. He doesn't know that... you, Tom. Right, I know him to be a very decent human being. Right. Right. I think he's a pretty good good egg from what I can judge on that reality show that I saw him in, right? If I was to go, I know that also, I think there's a few things we've probably got in common. Like, you know, he'd quite like sport and stuff. He looks like he probably likes boxing. I know that he likes MMA. Yeah. So People if I was, like sport, boxing and MMA, very hard to come by, yeah. <laughs> so no, if I found myself out in Melbourne, right, and I was just like, you know, hey, bud, um, it's Big T here. The guy messaged you after the... <laughs> You can't even, you can't even blow it. You, you know what you did there? You tried to put some extra stank on the message. 
and you couldn't even finish it. Um, I'm over in Melbourne. Uh, I'm out here with Romesh doing some gigs and stuff. Uh, if you want to meet up for a beer. Because <laughs> then you uh, could come along with me. I absolutely wouldn't do that. And nor Mate. would I uh, nor would I arrange to meet up with anyone. Mate, if we were in Melbourne together, right, that's this is a sign of friendship, I, right? We're, if we were in Melbourne together, I'd first of all I'd say to you, it's Melbourne. Why do you keep insisting on mispronouncing it? That's the first thing I'd say. Then what? <laughs> I came down to the breakfast bar, right? You're right. sitting there, right? You're in your chino shorts and you've got a Lacoste t shirt on, right? Sure. Flip flops. Yeah. Over there, what do they call flip flops, by the way? Thongs. Thongs. Pair of thongs. Yeah. I come down, you're like, you know, oh god, you're your usual self. It's like, oh, there's no bloody vegan option for breakfast. I'm like, just have some cornflakes and leave it, mate. Right? And then I'm like, I've arranged to meet Tev from the show that I've been messaging. We've been DMing each other. Are you up for coming? We're going to have a couple of beers and watch a game of Aussie Rules. What would you say? But you don't like Aussie Rules. Yeah, I know, but he doesn't know that. I'd turn up and go, hey, bro, how you doing? So you're, so you're willing to pretend that you like a sport that you don't so you can meet up with a guy you saw on a reality show? I just think, I just think I'd like to meet him to see what he's actually like. I don't even get starstruck by people. That, but he, I'm, I'm like, I just think we could be really good mates. Okay. Do you never feel that, that like that about anyone? Sometimes I'll be watching something and I think to myself, I could imagine my, I could imagine that I'd get on with that person. Never would I ever contact them, even if I had the means to ever. Well, you have the means ever. to, like without a doubt, of the means and, to. And, and listen, let me tell you something. I love Thierry Henry, right? Like, yeah. love him. Absolutely love him. If I was at a restaurant and he was sat a couple of tables away, I wouldn't even say hello to him. What? I'm telling you. That, I, I don't Is even love Thierry. I think he's great, Thierry Henry. If he yeah. was in a restaurant and I was in a restaurant, I'd walk past and just go, you right, bro? That's life. Why? Right. Why just, would you do that? And he'd just be like, oh, hello. Hello, Tom. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, and then it's, and then what have you got off that? I'll probably just say oh, I know Jamie Redknapp as well. So. Incredible assumption that he knows who you are. He's gone all right, Tom, has he? I've actually done a show with him before. So oh with, yeah, you did the um, yeah. at home with the Redknapps. Yeah, and, yeah. If you and how was he on that? He commented and he liked my beard. He asked what oil I used, which I actually mm. said to him, "Well, I like your beard too." So sometimes when I'm uh, talking to somebody and I can't hook on to anything about them. Sort of commenting on their beard sounds like the sort of thing you would talk about, isn't it? Oh, I really like your uh, nose. Well, that's probably all he knew about me is that I had a beard. I'm pretty sure that he'd not watched any of my stuff or investigate. I, I genuinely think thought for quite a long time he thought I was just a producer on a show or one of Jamie's mates who was just sitting in on the call. Now, hold on. After after that had happened, because this is what I would have done, if I'd have been a, a, at home with the Red Naps, this is what I would do. If I'd been on the show with him and chatted to him, then... I would have got in touch with them afterwards. I would have tried to turn that meeting, that working together into like something else. I tried that like with a two friendship. or three people on the show. Right. Not yeah. one of them got back to me. Oh, mate. That, be, that is literally, do you know the only guest that we had on that show that I still speak to is you? <laughs> it's sort of weird. It feels like an insult, that. Like. Have you ever, like, when, when it comes to following people on, on Instagram or Twitter or something? Yeah, yeah. Have you ever been following someone for ages and pretend that you've just started following them 
when you've been at the thing. No, and I certainly wouldn't admit to it on a podcast if I had done either. No, I'm not saying that. When have you done that? When have you done that? (laughs) I have done that before. I've been following someone for a while. And they've gone, oh, I've just started following you. And I've gone, oh, yeah, same. I started following you and we got here too. Why? Just so they think, just so they're on a level playing field. So it's not like I'm, that I'll be following you for 15 years. You know I mean? Isn't it? Isn't it arguably quite nice if you tell someone I've been following it? Yeah, I think it's nice. But then also, some some people can get like they think, you know, that you're just a bit of a fan, then rather than just like a cool a sort peer. of yeah, yeah. That's the word I was looking for, or a colleague. Right. Got yeah. You. So, is there anyone in that pops into your memory that you did that with? Uh, no. I mean, I, I've, I mean, I literally could go on and on about people I've. Pied myself, like I've been pied and made, made an idiot. Remember when we did it with Klitschko? Uh, we did League of Their Own with Klitschko, me and you did it. Yeah. I tried to sort of become friends with him. Nothing oh, happened no. out of that. What did you do? Just messaged him and like sort of, yeah. He didn't even look at them. I don't what think did he you, was... What did you say in the message? I was like, oh, great stuff today. Thank you for my kind, the kind words about boxing. I uh, think I'm probably too old to make it now. But uh, yeah, I look forward to it. You mean when he book. joked about your potential in the boxing room? Yeah. So he might have he might have walked away from that going, oh, I thought it was a funny joke I made on League of Their Own about Tom being potentially a boxer. And then you've got in touch with him and you've gone, thanks so much um, about your kind words about my boxing potential. I think I'm a bit old. And then and then Klitschko's thought, this guy really thinks I'm so, I'm that fucking stupid that I actually thought he might have some potential. And then alongside that, I said, uh, I look forward to reading your book. Have you read his book? I read half of it. It's not really, it's not a great book. Did you get back in touch with him to tell him that? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Brad, Tapped, uh, halfway, yeah. Through. halfway through your book there. Didn't re- I didn't make it to round six of your book. KO did round six. TKO. Stick to the fighting, son. Right, it's not your game. He's a like a strange character. Yeah. Radomir. Like, yeah. yeah, Rob had to, um, when we did um, Rob and Ron versus, we went to the Joshua Klitschko fight. We were doing all the build up to it and I interviewed AJ and then Rob interviewed Klitschko. I can't remember where he went. He went abroad and uh, Rob said it was, uh, <laughs> it was intimidating. Yeah, yeah. he's terrifying. <laughs> he's terrifying. He was on it the was team. the first interview Rob had ever done as well. It was... <laughs> He, Can you fucking imagine he, traveling abroad to interview Klitschko for your first ever interview? Mate, like he's intense and he he has no sense of humor. Mm. Like, yeah, he yeah, he's pretty full on as a guy. There's one bit where that I thought we were going to get absolutely fucked up on league. And that is where Jamie said, um, does he do the voice for the Compare the Maker advert? <laughs> He got really angry with that, didn't he? I don't know if he did, actually. Uh, like, he sort of... Do you think Klitschko knows what the Compare the Meerkat advert is? I think is? he knew by the tone of it that it was Mickey There was yeah. Mickey taking happening. Well, he said it, and then we all started pissing ourselves laughing. He's probably thinking, this is not This is unlikely to be a compliment. He, at one point, grabbed Freddie's chair quite hard. I remember that. And me and Freddie were like, oh, God, yeah. Yeah. He, he's, yeah, he's... He, He's one of the most terrifying people I've met in my life. 
But then also I found him quite quite exciting to be around. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in what in what way? I just found it I just found him just sort of like, yeah. He just had an element of just sort of like fire around him. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> What have you been up to this week? Uh, well, I wanted to ask you a question about this, actually, because yeah. um, I'm going to be straight up. I have found the lockdown tough mentally, and I do want to uh, take this opportunity to thank you uh, because you've been very good at texting me this week and just going, you're right, mate. Are you sure you're all right? And even though I said, yeah, I'm okay, you obviously knew that I was struggling a bit, and so um, you've been checking in on me, so I appreciate that. Well, that's what friends are for, and I, th- I think that's the thing. I think this this time round, it it's it's tough. It's hard, isn't it? I think it is. I again, I I, I knew that I knew, I sort of know you enough to know that when you're up or when you're down, and and I personally found it tough this week as well. It's it's a harder yeah. because I think you're. We've all we thought this was over. Really, we thought we we're coming to end of it, coming out the back end of sort of November, December, didn't we? And here we are again. Um, you know, and, and you know what, you just, I suppose it's, I, I genuinely look forward to just doing this. This is like literally the social, all the social interaction, like, cause me and my wife are shielding at the moment. So we can't like, mm. you know, for one reason or another. So we can't even, this is literally all the social interaction I have. Do you know, I think like when the first lockdown happened, obviously that was tough, but I think when I watched Boris Johnson's announcement, and he said, the toughest weeks are yet to come. That was a proper head fuck. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, psychologically, it was a tough one. Um, so, basically, last couple of days, I found it quite tough. And then I thought, I need to do something about it. So, today, I went for a walk, like a proper long walk, to try and blow the cobwebs out. Right? And uh, I was listening to music, whatever. And there's one particular song that became the earworm for my walk, right? And it's a song called Did You See by Jay Huss. Right. Do you know this song? No, 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 Jay Huss. Anyway, it's an absolute banger, right? And um, I was listening to it and it's, do you ever have this thing where you just stick a song on repeat over and over again? Yeah. 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 So I must have listened to this song, I reckon 15, 20 times in a row, right? I was probably smashing it out, right? But it's basically about checking a girl's arse out. It's like, a lot of it is about checking a girl's ass out, right? And it sort of occurred to me, part way through, is it appropriate for sort of a fat father of three to be listening to a song where this guy's talking about sprinkling the bunda with holy water or whatever? <laughs> I mean, am I too old to be listening to this music? Let me just say something, right? Because you listen to that sort of music. Right, you 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 love your hip hop. You like your sort of cool or edgy music, right? I like show tunes. I like. <laughs> I had a moment like when I had to pick myself up, uh, like yourself, I struggled this week, um, struggled last couple of weeks really. And you're like, right, like you, I go I, every day. That's the one thing I do. Yeah. I, I I try and ground myself by going right. I'm going to do a workout and I'm going to do a long walk with a dog. And I had that thing the other day. I was stuck on a song. <laughs> And I had it playing over and over and over again. And the song was A Moment Like This by Leona Lewis, right? Right. 
and I'm pounding around the uh, local fields, and I've got the dog with me, and I'm bowling, and I've you know, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm I I I don't look like from the way I'm walking. I'm listening to a moment like this, but it pumps, it inspires me that song. It really pumps me up, and then. Being on the dog walk, I get stopped three or four times to, for bit people like you know will just you know say hello or whatever, and you know I'll give them a nod. Yeah. And I think, would they for in in a million years think, oh he's listening to a moment like this by Leona Lewis? It's such a weird thing. It's so weird. It's so and weird, right? Because like that. So that Jay Huss song today, I just got into it because it's like super fucking catchy or whatever. And Jay Huss is amazing, right? But there's other times when it will be a song like what you're talking about. Like, I remember, like, I died on my ass a gig once, right? And I was driving home. It was, like, a two-hour drive. And for so... You, like... It's like when you have comfort food. You can have comfort music, right? Oh. And so... Oh, so course. I listen to... Because I love Back to the Future so much, right? I listen to oh. The Power of Love. Right? It's a great song. So many times. <laughs> like, fucking, like, banging it out. I don't, I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm so glad you said that because I thought I was the only prick that did that, man. No, I'll tell you, this is one of the lowest moments of lockdown is um, I was cooking the other night and I stuck on Alexa and I stuck on uh, uh, the whole of The Greatest Showman. Oh, my the, um, <laughs> Right. <laughs> so I had like, this is The Greatest Show. And they know that this is me. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know The Greatest Showman. Mate, there's a song. I'm not and... saying that. To, uh, by the way, can I just say before anybody fucking emails in, I'm not saying that to be cool. I just don't know it. All right? No, 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 mate. It's an incredible. But there's a song called uh, "This Is Me," right? And I have this song playing on. Right, this is playing in the. In, this is playing in okay. the kitchen, and I'm cooking. How loud? I'm How loud? Reloading How loud? the dishwasher. Well, this is the thing. It, I ramp right. it up yeah. loud, right? And then I'm singing along. To like sort of get along with the fact that the you know the science of the music, and then from there I start dancing with it. I really start projecting my voice and dancing, and um, I look round and my wife is standing at the other end of the kitchen, and genuinely the look on her face like was absolute like what the f-? like I genuinely think that she thought at that point I'd snapped. That was it. I heard her heart just shrivel up. I like <laughs> like ever since then. <laughs> Like genuinely, I felt ashamed because I was really singing and I was really going for it and I was really like dancing and sort of like. But you know what? Do you know what? It. Look, what I'm going to say to you is this, right? It's embarrassing that you got caught, right? What's not what's yeah. not embarrassing is that you did it in the first place, right? Because, oh, mate, do you know what? I, I think I think putting on a song and properly going for it like you're in the video is is one of life's great pleasures. Do you know what I mean? And I, I, I was a kid, right? When I was a kid. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I used to do loads to like hip hop, right? So much. And there's this song by the Lynch Mob called Gorillas in the Mist, right? And it's a properly aggressive hip hop song. And I knew every single word of it. And I used to like recreate it in my, I used to recreate loads of rap songs in my bedroom, right? But I remember once I did the whole of Gorillas in the Mist, right? Properly going for it. And I looked at the door 
and one of my brother's mates had watched the entire performance, right? And like, it's, yeah. I just looked at him and he just went, oh, that was good. And I just thought, I'm fucking dead. Like, like that is socially at that age. Yeah. I was, must have been like 12. Oh, mate. I just thought, you're, it's over. You, you're going to have to fucking emigrate, yeah. man. Like, you're, you're not going to survive this. And by emigrate, you mean to move to another county? <laughs> Start going to school in Croydon. <laughs> Mate, it, things like that, I tell you, at school, yeah. they're the worst. They're, they're the, you, you can't, you know, you can't get through no. those. They're the worst yeah. things. But I mean, to be fair, actually, I think maybe I, it might be even worse standing there dancing in front of an Alexa in a kitchen when you're making a fucking spaghetti bolognese, giving it large to the greatest showman. That might be that. You're what you're the person you love the most in the world. Looking, yeah, at you but she, but going, I think it's oh better because she sort of understands that. I mean, I can't imagine that that sort of behaviour has come as a surprise. This is a guy who tries to make friends with people he sees on reality shows. This is that guy. Do you know what I mean? He wears his heart on his sleeve. He yeah. puts himself out there. Have you ever seen Central Intelligence with The Rock? No, I haven't. No, is that worth watching? Yeah, I thought it was a really mm. good film. But the opening of that, there's a bit moment where he's dancing in the shower, and he's sort of the whole film hangs on that and. That's how I felt. The whole film, Central Intelligence, hangs on a scene where The Rock is dancing in the shower. Pretty much. Why? Yeah. I'm not going to. You don't want a spoiler on that film, bro. You need to watch okay. it. I told you this ages ago, by the way. Did you? Yeah, I said to you ages ago. Watch it. It's a really, it's a really good. I enjoyed it a lot. Kevin Hart's on great form. Do you want to? Do you want to do an email? Let's do a sweet, sweet email, baby. Okay. I'm going to do one that's got that's got two parts to it. All right. I like a two part. This is from Vishnu. All right. Uh, hi, Wolf and Al. Thank you so much for creating this podcast. Um, apologies in advance for the wordy email. I have two possible requests for advice from the both of you in the next episode. Um, Rom, you mentioned in a previous episode your experience of being pulled out of the queue of a club, finding yourself in a sea of other brown people. Thank you for mentioning this. Is this an experience I've faced multiple times, most recently in Birmingham, I was forced to Trojan horse my way in, surrounded by some white geezers in order to join my friends in a club. The issue I faced with relaying this story to other white friends, they rushed to make excuses or deny the validity of the story. Props to Tom for not doing this to you. How would you guys deal with friends who have reacted in this way? My first question I would have is, if you're queuing up for a nightclub in Birmingham and they pull out all the brown blokes, how many people are left in that queue? I mean, that would be my, that would be my first question. You must be left with what? Three random white blokes that sort of tagged in as tokens. Um, Tom, props to you for not uh, dismissing the story. Uh, have you ever had this thing where people have denied? I don't know. I don't know what this question is. How would you respond to white people that deny racism? Well, I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure it probably happens. I think. I think my thing would be number one: why weren't your friends going in with you? Why weren't you queuing up with your friends mm, mm. in the first place? Mm. If you and if you got dragged out of the queue and you're with a group of white guys you're the only person who gets dragged out of the queue for no said reason i think it's pretty clear at that point that it probably is a racially motivated thing so i think you probably you don't you shouldn't have to prove to your friends on that basis that that's happened um i mean long and short of it mate i would say Vishnu, just go and get some new friends because you'll you'll sound like an absolute bunch of pricks mm, there you go um okay the second part of this email right is uh, this second topic is slightly less important. And I don't mean to bring down the tone of the podcast by asking you this, 
As I'm sure both of you are aware, lockdown has been a tricky situation for the best of us. One of the saving graces for me has been the group chats that I share with two friends from university. Now, these WhatsApp groups are something that have become, I mean, they've become a bit of a problem. Not a problem. They, they have become something that people have started to lean on. But anyway, he goes on. This chat has been a welcome distraction and source of comfort throughout 2020. However, recently, the other members have picked up a disgusting habit, sending photos of each other's faecal matter to the group, even going so far oh. as renaming the group Fart Club and sending voice notes of their gaseous releases. I'm not a prude, but recently a photo was sent that genuinely looked like pulled pork, and I almost threw up. I'd really rather not leave the group out uh, over this. How do I tell my friends that... I'd rather this not be the direction that our group chat goes in. Oof. <laughs> I'm assuming this is a separate uh, set of friends to the racial racist deniers that you uh, that you normally <laughs> hang out with. Uh, Tom, you got any thoughts on I, this? I mean, that, that's a tough one, isn't it? That's a tough one. We were in a group, weren't we, a couple of Christmases ago, where that happened, Rom. Do you remember? Yeah. I won't name names, but me and you were in a group. Yeah, without naming names, we have been in a group where... Uh, well, look, I, the, 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 the subject of the chat was Yule Log, and I'll just leave that with you. Um, and yeah, it's, it, that was a, it's a tricky one. What did you think about that, Tom? I mean, yeah. that sort of, to me, that feels yeah. like the sort of thing you don't mind. No, I mean, if I'm honest with you, I'm in groups where that's happened. Um, I've also jumped onto the, the Poo Club bandwagon. I've, put, I've, I've many a time put up. If, if I'm honest with you, when I've done a big dump and I look at it and I go, that's a fucking healthy looking crap, mm. I will put a picture up in the group. Can I tell, you, can I tell so, you why I don't do that? Go on. It's it's not because I think I'm above it. It's not because I don't think it's funny, because I do think it is quite funny if I'm being honest with you. I do think it's disgusting, but it's quite funny. My problem is I have this inbuilt paranoia that somebody will be able to discern that there's something seriously wrong with me from something in my shit. Wow. Like, like, like somebody might look at it and go, oh, mate, I'd think about going to a doctor if I was you. That, that, it, it shouldn't look like that. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's, that's genuinely the main reason why I wouldn't do it. They'd have to do a bit of zooming in for that. But listen, pal, this is, this is what I'd say to you. As much as I find it funny, and I'm sure Romish would agree. He find, uh, well, actually, Romish, I do remember you did put a picture up of a poo. So no, I didn't. No, I didn't. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What are you talking I'll about? I'll go back to that and find a picture of your poo. I, Tom, I'm telling you now, I did not put a picture up of my poo. Can I tell you something? I do remember putting a picture up of a poo, but I Googled shit in the toilet. Right. I put up a really big picture. Right. Tom is now currently looking through the WhatsApp chat. Actually, Rom, you're right, mate. You didn't put up a picture oh. of poo. You're the only... Oh. I put up... Oh. Is that Sting? Wow, man. Fuck, that's your first right. That's not my first... Okay. Wow. 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 <laughs> I put... Do you know, I've just scrolled through it and I've not... I've literally scrolled back for a bit, right? And then I looked through pictures. I, I sent four <laughs> pictures in that group of shits. It was only equaled by the person who yeah. made the group. Yeah, and he's a... And, and, and he person. is like notorious for it. So you're, you're up there, you're yeah. up there with the addict for that, aren't you? But let me say, so what my point was is this, if during that group chat, someone had said, guys, I don't like the way that this chat is going. I don't like the fetal matter. And I don't like, I don't think it's, I don't feel comfortable with it. I certainly wouldn't have, I would have just said, cool, man. And I probably wouldn't have put up another pair of that group. I'd have probably just started another group somewhere else of just fetal matter, kept the group that person. Um, and and let the banter commence that way. 
But I think you have to be honest when it comes to these things. You have to say how you feel, because otherwise you're just going to spend a you spend a long long time phone pinging probably twice a day with pictures of big poos, and that's not going to make you happy, mate. You know, you 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 can do this. I believe in you. So go and tell them. So uh, Vishnu, our advice to you is to say to your friends, if you want to put up pictures of your shit, then set up a separate group for that. Because also, if it's just three of you, from what you've said, I think in the group, right? You at the moment are basically there as a, what's the word, Ron? When someone's there, you take someone with you to a date. Third wheel. Yeah, not a third wheel. It's a sort of like... Gooseberry. Yeah, gooseberry. Yeah, so if you're not involved, my friend, it is just two guys sending pictures of Mm -hmm. poos to each other. Mm -hmm. It's not a group anymore. It's just a pair of blokes just saying, oh, this is my poo this morning, Dean, or Carl, or whoever else. Also, the, the, so, the, the recordings of fart things is, it's weird. It's a weird flex. What I would say though, Vishnu, is it happens to a lot of people. Like I, I'm on a, I'm on a couple of group chats and uh, um, Tom, I don't know if this happens to you, but sometimes with a couple of the group chats, because you have all these sort of, sort of different subsets of mates and colleagues and stuff like that. There are some group chats where they'll send something and I just think that, that is what people I hang out with think is funny. Yeah. And and not only that, they think I'd find that funny as well. What, what, yeah. It really does make you think, what the fuck is going on with my life? Do you know what I mean? This is <laughs> this is what the my peer group think is something that we should find funny. Yeah, it, it blows my fucking mind. Yeah, and and you listen, I and, and let's be let's get it out there. We've all seen that bloke, that black guy's cock, <laughs> what a thousand times in the last three months. And the number of times my children... Do you, you still fall for that? Do you know the saddest thing, right, is... And I love you to death, right? And you're such a sweet guy, genuinely. But there's t- times in another group we're in where we get sent a video and I'll see that video and go, this is definitely... If I press play on this video, it's just going to be pornography noises to this video, right? The amount of times that you've opened that video and I can sit and you just write back and go... Oh, for fuck's sake, man. Oh, fucking hell, mate. <laughs> you still fall for it. You're still like the person. Mate, mate, for a number of times, my children have heard the noises of that woman. <laughs> Do you know what? It's not even shocking to them anymore. So anyway, Vishnu, I guess what we're saying is, uh, is, is I guess we're, we're sort of saying get new friends, actually. That's a double for both of that. But also, Vishnu, you're not on your own. We all yeah, feel like that yeah. sometimes when it comes to these WhatsApp groups. You know, sometimes people overstep the line. And you know what? People have done that for centuries. Back in the old days of old, when people were sitting around the nights were sitting around the round table, one of them probably said something. The rest of them were like, oh, fucking hell, he's pushed that too far. Or Lancelot was like, all right, let's just not talk about who's been for crap mm-hmm. in the woods. You know, let's try and have, you know, it's always yeah. happened. I mean, so, uh, yeah. 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 It, it, it's, it's a, it's a story that goes back in the ages, so don't feel like you know it's WhatsApp now. But back in the old days, it would have been cave paintings or something. Well, like an an old yeah, or an old scroll that's just been delivered yeah, by. There's a probably other there's probably other versions of the Bayer tapestry that are just all fucking cocks and like people have done a massive shit or whatever. Do you know what I mean like yeah, just banter banter tapestries? There must have been banter oh, yeah. tapestries. Gandalf would have hated them, but then Frodo, I bet Frodo at first before he became all weird and like Sam Wykowski and all them, we're all fucking always on it. Yeah, Lord of the Rings reference. Yeah, no, it's an, I know yeah, it's a Lord of the Rings so. reference, but it's just it's weird to bring that up alongside sort of the Round Table and stuff. It sort of feels like you're mixing your myths there a bit. I'm just thinking about old things. Right, okay, got you, got you. <laughs>
Um, right. Oh, also, Vishnu says, just as a, as a closer there, um, when Tom says Bill and Ted, it sounds like he's saying Bell and Ted. All right. Bill and mm. Ted. Bill and Ted. Say it again. That's interesting. Right. Bill and Ted. Yeah. I mean, uh, Vishnu, bearing in mind that you've sort of had a go about your mates being a bit immature, uh, <laughs> feels like you might be equally as guilty there, if I'm being honest with you. Now, Tom. Yeah. I've got a question for you before I ask you to close off the podcast. Yeah. I've had I've had a couple of as I always do, I had a couple of technical issues. Yeah. For a long portion of this podcast, I was put off by the fact that about a second after I've said anything, I could hear myself saying it back into my headphones. Now, were you aware that I was slightly off kilter for any portion of this podcast? No, not really. I mean, sometimes I will talk and you will look like uh, you are trying to wade through mud and try and decide what I'm saying anyway. Um, uh, no, I think I think you've come across very right, well. Great, thanks, Tom. And I think, um, and I, can I just say, yeah. I think you've been brilliant on today's episode. Well, thank you very much. I think you've just been a credit to the world of podcasting, sir. And let me just say, I, I, do you know what? At the moment, just keep since he said about Bill and Ted, I just keep thinking about the lyrics to uh, "God Give Rock and Roll" to you. Oh, mate, what a tune! What a tune! Yeah, if you're a lead singer or you play a guitar, man, you've got to rock or you won't get far because it's never too late to be working nine to five. Who would have thought? No. I never would have guessed that you would have been able to bring the words to your memory that quickly. Well, I'm, I'm pretty good like that with songs. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay, Tom, listen. Um, can you please do us the honour of taking us out? Yo, what up? How you doing? I'm okay. Be you. These are just texts that you send, but they actually really matter. See, whether it's a text to check in to see if someone's okay, or it's a text to show that you've left a whole flock of sparrows at the back of a toilet pan. We live in weird times, strange times. And sometimes to build a bridge or hand out an olive branch, the only means we have is those sweet, sweet texts, the little beep that comes and you look and you listen. And sometimes you will find it hard to text back. Sometimes you won't. Sometimes you might judge someone because they send a picture of a man with a phenomenally big penis. But at the basis of most of these texts, apart from trolling, there's a good spirited meaning of friendship. So don't judge thou too hard. Look inside what the text really means and look inside yourself. Because maybe, just maybe, all someone really needs at the end of the day is a picture of your own shit. God bless you guys. Remember, friends are there. I don't care, but friends are there for you. Um, that was beautiful, man. Um, well, yeah, is you. it possible, could the accusation be leveled that you sort of weren't sure how to finish that? Yeah, I, you know what? I was really disappointed. I Go couldn't on. remember the um, the lyrics for, because I sort of shouted my mouth off about remembering <laughs> lyrics to songs, but I couldn't remember the lyrics to The Golden Girls. Oh, you thank know. you for being a friend. Yeah, thank, thank you, you for, for being, being a, a friend. friend. Travel down the road and, and back, back again. again. Your heart you is know. free. You're, You're a friend and a confidant. Oh, man. And if I was to have a party <laughs> and invite along <laughs> everyone you knew, you would see, see the biggest gift would be with me. me and the card attached would say thank, thank you for being a friend. friend. Oh, there we go. Guys, take care. James, please that, drop that in the edit. 
Uh, we'd love to go out to the Golden Girls, providing that there are no licensing issues. Tom, thank you so much, brother. Love you, my man. Love you, my dear. Love you too, mate. Take care. Bye-bye. If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.